The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, fellow DJs, do you want to own a piece of a premium sports book and casino? Well, Moonbet gives you the chance just by holding their MBet crypto tokens. You can buy those tokens right now over at bitforex.com. You can also join the Moonbet ecosystem by heading over to moonbet.org. Use the link in the description so that they know you're a true DGEN. Eclipse the competition and make some money with Moonbet. You fools. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here. It is Friday after the Daily Show and someone came crawling back. What's going on, James? Yeah, um, it's, it feels weird, doesn't it? After a couple of weeks off, you know, it feels as if you've forgotten me and now all of a sudden I've sort of crawled back into existence. I've come out of hibernation and here we are. You're like a Halloween monster, well. like just uh, lurking in the shadows. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I certainly picked my moments. And, yeah, we're you look at this weekend's card. Boy, have I picked my moment well. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I'm so glad to be talking about this card with you, James. It's lovely. No, exactly. I mean, I'm literally shaking with sheer buzz right now just to even think about the main event and everything else on the card. It's just it's goosebumps. It's, uh, you know, you go, you go to the pantry, you go to the cupboard, and you see like a can of God knows what. It's been sitting, sitting in the back of the shelf, you know, back of the shelf forever. And you're like, oh, I'm not hungry enough for that. I'll just eat something else. And then you don't go to the grocery store. You don't go to the grocery store. Eventually, it starts to look good. That's kind of how yeah. the UFC schedulers <laughs> must be looking at this one. No, exactly. I mean, this week and the last week, they've been really like, sort of sort of scraping the barrel a bit. But I think next week and then the week after and then the week after that, we're picking up a bit with some, you know, a couple of pay-per-view cards and a nice main event next week. So get through this weekend we should be all good <laughs> all good hopefully 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 you can show up for some of these interesting cards no 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 definitely i'll definitely be around <laughs> touch with <laughs> let's get to work let's get through it first up what are we it. looking at oh god uh, we've got the the main event between aspen lad and norma dumont and originally it was supposed to be um norma dumont versus holly home unfortunately home had to pull out and then aspen lad had a fight last weekend but she had to pull out due to an injury or like had weight cut issues so you know what they thought they put two and two together the UFC and now here we are and I mean this is such a weird one with Aspen now because she hasn't fought in like nearly two um yeah nearly two years because she's coming off of a nasty knee injury in training when she when she tore her ACL and MCL and like I said she was supposed to fight case on last week fortunately got injured so you know, here we are. Uh, Norma Dumont, she's on a bit of a run right now. She's on a great run of form. It'll be interesting to see this fight because I think I'm probably going to lean towards Norma Dumont this weekend because I'm looking at Aspen Lad 
and the factors that are sort of playing into this weekend are the fact that she hasn't fought in over two years or nearly two years and she's had injury weight cut issues last weekend you know how mentally prepared is she for this fight so I think with Norma Dumont she's been preparing for a five round fight for the last couple of months or so so she's probably the more confident fight going into this weekend and when you break it down I think this this should be a, a decent fight with a mixture of grappling and striking I think Aspen Ladd isn't the most technically gifted striker but she's certainly a powerhouse and explosive Norma Dumont is probably the more technical striker if you know where I'm coming from she has those dangerous leg kicks I think after the second round onwards, I think Aspen Ladd will probably start to gas out a bit because she's had those weight cut issues and because we haven't seen her in such a long time. So I'm probably going to go for a normal Dumont by decision this weekend. 100%. I agree with you every which way. We're catching, we're catching plus 112 just for Norma to win the fight. So I like that. Mm. Uh, we may dig a little deeper and see if we can get a decision win. It just does not strike me as uh, it does not strike me as a knockout or a submission kind of fight. It's going to go no, decision. I, I think Norma takes it. I, I like it for all the reasons you said. So let's do it. Let's jump on the, off this cliff together. <laughs> let's do it. I mean, it could be a risk, but I think the only way it could finish is um, if Aspen Lads just sort of explodes early because, as I said, she was a uh, well, she was supposed to fight a bantamweight last weekend. And now that she's adding an extra like five, 10 pounds, that probably may add to her power slightly a bit. So if she can explode early on, she might even get an early finish. But I think, like I said, from round two onwards, she'll start to tr- uh, struggle because of the potential cardio issues there. Yeah. Uh, let's hope you're right. <laughs> Next up, what do we got? <laughs> Next up, I've got the co-main between Andre Arlovsky versus Carlos Felipe. And I'm surprised as to how Andre Arlovsky still fights in, I mean, this guy is coming up for his 36th UFC fight. And this, you know, he's thriving off of this sort of gatekeeper status. I mean, if you want to sort of burst into the heavyweight contention or the top 15, top 10 at heavyweight, you just got to get through Andre Arlovsky. And I mean, fair play to him. He's still kicking about. And you look at Carlos Felipe, he's a veteran himself, although he hasn't fought, obviously, near as much as Andre Arlovsky, I think. Carlos Felipe at the top of my head, 11 and 1. So I think this one will be very intriguing. I think it's safe to say that Olofsky is not manning the gate for the next UFC champion. I think Carlos Felipe is probably around the level of Andre Olofsky, so it's probably a favourable matchup. He's got one loss in his professional career, Felipe, and the wins really aren't that much impressive. I think he just managed to scrape past Taff and Collier, and I don't think he'd fancy his chances against Olofsky. Um, even though he is way past his prime. I think the only way Carlos Felipe is to, that he can get it done is probably if he knocks Andre Arlovsky out early on because, you know, it's the heavyweight division. We've They've all got power. They've all got that sort of striking ability to knock the living daylights out of someone in a heartbeat. So I think that's the path to victory for Carlos Felipe. Whereas when you look at Andre Arlovsky, he's obviously not going to be, like I said, he's past his prime. He's just not efficient enough, but I think he will probably get it done. I think it'll be a slow encounter and it'll sort of pick up towards the end of the second round going into the third. And I think it'll last, I think it'll go to the judges' scorecards just simply because it'll probably be a, a tactical fight between two heavyweights who are just sort of not on um, the level as Cyril Garn, Francis and Garner, et cetera. So I'm probably going to back Arlovsky via decision this weekend. So you think he can do it even without knocking him out? Yeah, I think he's got, obviously, like I said, he's got the experience, so he knows sort of how to deal with these fights. I think he's going to be very tactical in his approach, even though, as I said, he doesn't have that knockout power anymore. He's still got that experience and the sort of edge in terms of knowing how to get the job done despite having sort of 
the best tools within your arsenal are not there anymore. So mm-hmm. I think he'll get it done by decision. All right. I, I agree with you. I think Andre Arlowski <laughs> is the play. Minus 117 or thereabouts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not crazy about this fight. The line's kind of bouncing all over the place, but I do think Arlovsky can win. You say decision. I'm going to jump on it with you. Let's go decision. That's two for two for two. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, you can tell this card's terrible if we're agreeing with each other. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (sighs) What else you got? The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Next up, I've got Danny Roberts versus Ramzan Imaev, and I'm looking forward to the return of Hot Chocolate Roberts. I mean, this is the first time we've seen him in nearly two years, following his fight off uh, Zelim Madaev when he just knocked the living daylights out of him. And, you know, it's a shame we haven't seen him since, but, you know, here we are. And again, like, this is a tough matchup for Danny on paper. I think when you're looking at the fight, Imaev has lost once in his last 10 fights, and that was against Rocco Martin, who on his day is a, is a tough fight for anyone, really, in terms of probably the top 15, those sort of low-down contenders at middleweight or welterweight, what have you. So, you know, there's no walk in the park. Imaev is going to be tough for Danny Roberts. In terms of the tactical approach, I think Roberts' takedown defense is going to be very, is going to be tested once again. They're both southpaw, so they're probably going to be desperate to keep the fight standing. Uh, I think Roberts has a clear striking advantage. He's very versatile in his uh, approach, and I think he'll fancy himself on the map uh, on the feet. Sorry, but I just think for Roberts, unfortunately, in my it's just very efficient in the striking exchanges, and is also an exceptional wrestler. So I think he will have the ability to take Roberts down each round, probably to seal potentially a decision. I think if he's calculated in Maev and sort of doesn't leave his chin open, I think he should be fine for the full 15 minutes. So I think if Maev is smart, maybe even be able to get the fight, um, be able to finish the fight later on. But I can just see him sort of grinding out a decision victory and getting the judges' scorecard. So I'm going to go for Maev by decision here. I think you're right. I, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. The 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 uh, numbers too high. Uh, minus three thirty three or so to win the fight mm. yeah I'll, I'll i'll lean that way it's too big of a price to ask i think for this mm. fight but I, you're gonna cash it no no either way this is an interesting one on paper yeah what else you got i think the final one i've got is nick landwehr versus ludovic klein now this is going to be an absolute banger of a fight and i'm thoroughly looking forward to this one they're both men who's just sort of every time they step foot inside the octagon they will bring it. They will do anything to sort of put on this real spectacle for the fans. And I think the key to victory for Klein and this weekend is just to sort of 
go all guns blazing early on and try and look for the early finish. Whereas with Nate Lamour, he can sort of take the pressure and sort of he's very durable in his approach. And I think if he gets through the first round, he'll be very aggressive and calculated in his approach. But if he doesn't survive the first round, then obviously there you go, Ludovic Klein's going to knock him out. But I expect it to be a violent battle on the feet where personally I feel as if Klein will have the edge in terms of his technique and power. And as soon as Landwer gets hit, even though he is a bit durable, I think when you're getting hit against a guy like Ludwig Klein, you do start to worry because Klein will start to charge you down. Whereas you look at Nick Landwer's opponents in previous times, maybe they haven't done so. And I think he does tend to absorb a lot of damage, Nick Landwer. So I'm probably going to lean towards Klein, who's just exceptional on the feet. He's such a standout mixed martial arts artist in terms of the striking department. So I think Nate Landwell will really struggle to get out of the first round because um, Ludovic Klein is just going to bring it right from um, Bell One, really. And I think it will get the late stoppage in the first round. Late stoppage, Klein takes first round? Yeah, TKO in the first round for TKO. me. TKO, yeah, I think you're right. This is another one that's it's a big price to pay. Uh, minus 378 or thereabouts, yeah. Hmm. Big one. I, you're absolutely. Oh boy, no, it just got worse. Klein is minus four oh two now. Oh really? Jesus Christ! Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. insane. Yeah, he's. This looks like a massacre. It looks like a massacre. <laughs> the, the only way to bet it, I think, is to take that TKO. Maybe the first round. See if you yeah. can find some value there. But um, yeah, I'll, I'm no, leaning that way, and I'll probably hunt one of these down. <laughs> I'll throw a little bit of money on your TKO. It's got to be done because, like I said, when you look at Klein's <laughs> record, he is a knockout artist. I think he's got about 10 TKOs in his career. Oof. Even though he's coming off of a loss, I mean, it was against Mike Trezano, and he's only been in the UFC, tw- uh, he's fought twice in the UFC. So I think for a guy like Nick Lamb, where you can get past him, the future may look bright for Ludovic Klein. So I think it'll be a real tough day at the office for Nate this weekend. <laughs> yeah. well, it'll be a tough day, but it won't be long. It won't be a long day. <laughs> no, exactly. So at least he can get to go home. Hopefully. Yeah. Not take too much damage, despite maybe potentially getting knocked out. <laughs> maybe he'll have a pizza waiting in his room, like Ben Askren after a after a boxing match. <laughs> Before the boxing match, as well. <laughs> yeah, bro, that's what yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Are you done? You got anything else? Yeah, yeah. I think that's me. Oh boy, done. howdy! Look at this. The hits just keep on coming. <laughs> I'm going to look at Jordan Wright versus Julian Marquez next up. Um, let's see, Julian Marquez minus two fifty. Little, little, little pricey here, little pricey, mm. but man, oh man, do I have her taking care of business. I think Julian's going to come in and just handle Jordan pretty easily. I kind of don't want to go decision, but I'm going to go decision. Decision win, Julian Marquez, I'd even lay the minus 245. Julian Marquez for a decision. Yep. Again, this is a real interesting fight because before Marquez is too back to back wins over Sam Alvey and Mike Tolo. He was out for nearly four years. Uh, and I think it was a defeat to the Chikrio. You look at Jordan Wright, he's coming off of a win over Jamie Pickett. And before that, he suffered his uh, first professional career loss to Joaquin Buckley. So on paper, this is a very interesting middleweight matchup. It's a, it's a tough one to call. I think Marquez in terms of the striking, you know, he should take the fight away from right early on, mixing in those takedowns and that, vicious ground and pound but I think if Wright can sort of keep the fight on his feet even though Marcus may have the 
the slight advantage in terms of the power. I think Wright's a more technical boxer and the more technical striker, and he's got a great takedown defence. So that's probably going to pay dividends potentially for Jordan Wright this weekend. But I'm in agreement with you. I think I'm going to go for Marquez by a second round knockout. I think eventually he will get the the finish. And I think unfortunately for Jordan Wright, I, I can't see him sort of surviving those early short uh, shots. Mm. Yeah, I, I can't think so either. Uh, I've got one more. Let's see here. It is. <laughs> Let's do it. Carnalasi versus Nunes. Let's see here. Yep. I'm just trying to make sure I got the right lines. Yeah, it looks like Carnalasi is minus 157. Nunes is plus 140 in that range. I like the underdog. I like Nunes here. Uh, plus 140. I think this looks to be a really close fight, closer than uh, what the lines are giving me. So. Yeah, I'm going to jump on Nunes, plus 140. Again, on paper, this is an interesting matchup. Uh, uh, this is probably going to be the first and only fight this weekend. I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I think I'm going to go for uh, a Khan Lossi by decision. But I think when it comes to these sort of type of fights and it goes to the judges' scorecards, I mean, it can sort of swing in anyone's favor. And I think with Nunes, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I think Khan Lossi is going to start quickly, sort of close down the distance and just sort of maintain the high volume of strikes before sort of Nunes may sort of settle late on into the second, going into the third round. I mean, who knows what will happen, but I expect Khan Lossi right from the get-go to sort of put uh, – pile the pressure forward and just sort of maintain the distance for three rounds. I think she'll win the striking exchanges just with the sheer speed and technical advantage over Nuna. So yeah, I'm going to go for the clown last by decision. All right. So we disagreed on one. We agreed on the uh, yeah, rest. One, one of that. Yeah. yeah. One out of six. That's, that's, that's all right for us. Yeah. The rest of them are, in my mind are just not, bettable. <laughs> not bettable. No, no, exactly. You know, the whole weekend's probably not bettable. I'd, I'd, sort of stay, <laughs> I'd sort of stay slightly away from this weekend, you know, Put your money elsewhere. There you go. Maybe on football. Yeah, maybe on football. There's some good games this weekend, so I might sort of lean towards football this weekend rather oh, than sticking go. on the UFC. There you go. Anything else we need to touch on? No, I think that's it, to be honest. You know, I apologize for the last couple of weeks I've been absent, but um, as you can see, I've still been vocal on Twitter. Yeah. I'm still recovering from the, the Tyson Fury fight. Oh, yes. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my days. That is... Did you watch it? Yes. One of the best best heavyweight fights in how many years? I I, I don't see it. Certainly in in my generation anyway, I think it's the best one of, well, I say one of, I say one of the best heavyweight fight I've seen in my generation. It's absolutely, it's the best out of its trilogy. Yeah, because yeah. both men certainly came and, and brought it. You know, Deontay Wilder had a lot to prove. He, you know, he had that one next to his professional record, so he wanted to to go out there and try and get a job done. And I commend him for for being a true warrior last weekend. You know, he wore his heart on his sleeve despite the the post fight antics saying I don't respect you and all that. But I think he came out last night and said, look, I've been by the better man. And maybe when he said I don't respect you, is in the heat at the moment. But it was certainly the best fight of the trilogy. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, one of the best fights ever absolutely brilliant all right james <laughs> go away take care mate. information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations under no circumstances will the owners operators or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.